You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is a Locked On NFL podcast. How is everyone this fine Friday? We are Super Bowl Eve Eve, and we've been talking about this game off and on throughout the week, of course. Um, You have reached the national NFL flagship of the Locked On Podcast Network that brings you your team every day. And we're the number one local sports daily podcast network in the whole world. And I want you to do me a favor, too. If you have a smart speaker, tell your smart speaker to play podcast, Locked On NFL. You've got a good relationship with the smart speaker folks, and that's a, a growing area of this business. So we also brought to you by my bookie. I'll tell you about them here in a moment. But... Their spread on this game is two and a half. The Pats are favored. Um, I'll give you my pick to finish the day here. Um, But quickly, I want to get a couple themes of this game out of the way that I want to talk about. Let's talk about special teams, first of all. Like, usually, I've told this a million times, and again, I steal this from football outsiders. The Ravens and the Patriots are at the very best of the league year after year after year. I think the Rams aren't very far off either, and they have... You know, a great kicker, a great specialist. Um, one big problem here is the Patriots' kickoff coverage has been really bad this year. But we're going to be in a dome. I mean, I would imagine they'll, put, they'll kick it out of the end zone a high percentage of the time. I mentioned Hecker slightly there. I mean, they're known, the Rams are known for fakes. I would be shocked if they even try it. Like, I'm sure Belichick has the Patriots special teams on high alert. And with two weeks, too, I'm sure Belichick is working on that kickoff coverage that I talked about, too. Their specialists aren't so bad either. So um, so there's a couple of the special teams notes I wanted to get out of the way. Um, another notes here, and again, I took these from Football Outsiders, too, but the Patriots had four blocked punts and the Rams had three this year. The most anyone else in the league is two. So I think that's noteworthy. Maybe these special teams coaches are great at dialing up punt pressures. Maybe that's a game-changing you know, thing that we all look back on. Like, boy, they blocked that punt in the third quarter, and wow, that was it. And they also are very, very high in uh, penalties taken on special teams, both these teams. So... There's some special team similarities here. They take a lot of penalties. They block a lot of punts. Usually they're good, but they're not tremendous this year. So I wanted to get that out of the way. A couple other themes. This is another one I stole from Football Outsiders that I didn't know, and it shocked me, to be honest with you. In terms of going forward on, like, fourth down and overall aggressiveness versus conservativeness, McVeigh and Belichick are, you wouldn't think this, but are two of the very most conservative coaches in the league in those regards. Will they get outside their norm in such a big game? I mean, maybe if they're down 10, 12, something like that. But that might be a big big deal for you guys in terms of uh, over-unders or it might be a fourth and two. We're like, go for it. Why is he punting that? I mean, that's kind of what both these guys do. I think some themes on both sides of the ball, no matter who has the ball, are both these quarterbacks are struggling much, much more under pressure than in the versus clean pocket. So 
pass rush overall is a huge, huge theme for me in this one. And it might go so far as say whoever rushes the passer better wins in this game. I think we're going to see a lot of tempo. The Patriots are known for it. I mean, if they get you in a personnel grouping where you're in trouble, they're just going to keep coming and keep coming and no huddle and Brady's going to check out and boom, and here we go, we're playing fast and try to keep up. Or if they think you're gassed, you know, or your heart's beating a little early in the first quarter, then theirs aren't, and you're jumping out of your skin, and Brady's playing at a million miles an hour, and how do I keep up? And boy, this Super Bowl's crazy. So tempo we know is a Patriot theme, and it is with the Rams too. I mean, we know that McVay likes to use as much time in Goff's headset as he possibly can, look at things. But another thing that I didn't realize but makes a lot of sense is by far the Rams were at the top of the league in terms of coming to the line of scrimmage and snapping. You know, immediate getting the snaps out um, in under X amount of seconds, a couple seconds. Which, if you do that a lot, you're less likely, I think, on defense to make late in the, you know, late in the snap adjustments. Because, boy, they're going to snap, quick, quick snap us. Maybe we'll stay a little more static. Maybe it's a little easier then for Goff through McVay to understand what the defenses are trying to do. Um, I mentioned, you know, your heart beating. This is a big game. Um, I've talked to you guys a lot about how both these teams played on very, very difficult road environments last week. Uh, Obviously, they both prevailed in the end, but either one could have lost easily. I mean, D Ford or that call, you know. But the Pats were in total control early and were not rattled at all in Kansas City. I would be surprised at all if they're rattled in this one. And the Rams started slow in a really difficult environment. So I think the beginning of the game in terms of the emotions and all those things in such a huge game clearly favors the Patriots. I think the Rams are the more talented team. I think they have the better roster. I think they have better players. But if any of you out there were to say, which team with under a minute left makes a huge play that we never forget to win the game, that favors the Patriots too. So we'll talk matchups when both these guys have the ball here when we come back. But um, I do think the early of the game especially and late crunch time Malcolm Butler jumping a, you know, jumping a slant type of thing certainly fa- favors the more experienced squad. Folks, as you know, the NFL playoffs are here, and it's time to get into the action with my bookie. I've been telling you about these guys forever. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching game after game. Not this year, man. The 53rd Super Bowl is right around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. There's no doubt about that. There's so much to bet on at my bookie right now, too. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service. And they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Go check them out for yourself. Like I said, they got hockey, they got basketball, college basketball, all kinds of great stuff to bet on. So what you do is you join now and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the bowl season. Again, that's free money, folks. Use our promo code LOCKEDON25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON25, LOCKEDON25, all one word. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. 
All right, we are back. Let's spend this segment talking about when the Rams have the ball. And I mentioned the pressure situation. First of all, I think both these lines are great. But kind of like Sando mentioned yesterday with Whitworth and Trent Brown, some of these guys, would they be great in Arizona? Like, I think the scheme helped both these lines a great deal. And they're good players, but the sum of the parts is lesser than the whole or whatever that is. Um, and I think Brady and Skarnecchio, especially Brady, make that protection better than it is. Where I'm not sure Goff does, but I do think the scheme helps a great deal. I often talk about how the Patriots don't rush the passer well, but that's changed lately. I mean, they're in typical Patriot fashion. They are playing their best in that crucial capacity now more than ever. I mean, they were all over Phillip Rivers and Mahomes the last two weeks. And what I expect them to do philosophically is play a lot of press man coverage. I think they'll be extremely physical with their receivers. I think they'll blitz a lot and from all angles. I think they'll trust their secondary, especially Gilmore, who I expect to be on an island almost exclusively. Whether that's Woods or Cooks, I don't know for sure. Um, but for those of you that don't know, you know that the Rams are almost exclusively an 11 personnel team. Now, that's changed a little bit since Cooper Cup went out, and they're playing more double tight end sets as a result. But still, mostly you're going to see one back, one tight end, three receivers. And they like to have very tight splits. They keep those receivers close to the tackles. And while they're going to have a lot of pre-snap motion and movement, and they're not just going to sit there and let people rough them up, I do expect the high towers and the van noise to almost line up like three, four outside linebackers and Rock Cooks and Reynolds and Woods and the tight ends and Gurley coming out of the backfield. I think they'll be highly physical with them. I mean, kind of like Belichick versus the, the greatest show on turf. And I think they'll blitz. I mean, I think a guy like Hightower will be coming downhill a lot, get a, get a shot on Cooks and then come downhill, make Goff make quick decisions. And a lot of press man coverage. This is a heavy man defense. Gilmore is a stud. And I would think more Woods than Cook. But Cook does not do a real good job about, of against man coverage in particular. That's probably his biggest weakness. And obviously Belichick and the Patriots know that better than anyone. Um, I didn't mention it in the first segment, but I should have. I think I did. Maybe I didn't. Tons of play action coming for both. And some of that is why Goff holds the ball a little longer than most quarterbacks. But the way that I'm talking about this, I think holding the ball is a real problem. He, he better get it out quick. He's going to have to be extremely mentally sharp. Um, but he's done really, really well at against man coverage. So his numbers versus man are much, much better. Although Cooksers are not. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think they'll one, you know, McVeigh understands how to beat man too. They'll use a lot of motion, a lot of bunch, a lot of jet action, a lot of pick plays, things like that. Um, I also think that Gurley, much, much more so than Anderson, really causes a problem in the passing game. I mentioned Van Noy and Hightower and those guys. They're not good coverage people. I mean, I think Gurley as a receiver is absolutely huge in this this matchup and 
of all the injured players or question marks, I think he's the one we know the least about of, is he banged up? Is he the same? What's the situation? But him as a receiver is really important to me. Um, I stole this one from Warren Sharp, and it's really good analysis too, is the Rams, when they're in 11 personnel, his numbers really show that their ability to run the ball with three receivers favors them a lot. And the opposite is true when they're in 12 personnel, like that they should throw the ball out of 12. So kind of like the opposite of what you would think. In a, in a passing offensive personnel grouping, they should run more. And this also you know ties into the Patriots numbers in this situation. It's a big advantage if they take that advice from Warren Sharp. Um, again, pressure is going to be absolutely huge. I don't think you're going to see much of C.J. Anderson, and if you do, I think that tells us all you need to know about Gurley. Um, they are a predominant zone-running team, and the Patriots' run defense wasn't great, especially during the regular season, but they've been a lot different in the playoffs, and a huge key, and this is a big key when the Rams have the ball, is the Patriots are not allowing any big runs now, or lately in the playoffs, where they did early in the year. And I also think that they are very much going to want Goff to Brady them to death, you know, come to the line of scrimmage, check to the right call, pick up four yards, be efficient. And kind of like in the Bears game, I'm not sure that, you know, Goff or young quarterbacks in general are really built to do that yet. I mean, it's a great skill of Brady to truly take what a defense gives them. I think it'll be a huge stress point this week for the Patriots. Don't get beat over the top. Don't allow Gurley to get free, and I'm mostly talking about Gurley and Cooks here. But even a guy like Josh Reynolds, if he gets a one-on-one, which he probably will, they protect, play action. Maybe he hits a long one too. Um, I also got this note from Football Outsiders too, that the Rams were the least penalized offense in the league this year. So I think that's interesting to see. And the Patriots' defense was not penalized hardly at all either. So we've talked about penalties a lot through the season. I'm hoping that that's isn't something we see a lot of. Although I did mention last segment that special teams, these guys get flagged a ton. So that seems like every special teams play has a flag on it. So some good information there when the Rams have the ball. I think Goff's going to have to be really mentally sharp, really be patient, take what they give him. And I think Gurley's health and explosiveness will have a lot to do with this outcome overall. All right, folks, I want to tell you about a new sponsor to the show, but one I've been familiar with for quite a while there, NFL Nation, and that is Low-K-E. So you need a little extra swag for game day, get it, you know, for the Super Bowl coming up. Low-K-E has your back with a brand new game day collection. If you haven't heard that name before, well, now you have. This company is amazing, and me personally, I've been rocking their bracelets for a few years now, as was my wife. And it's a bracelet with an amazing message and also supports incredible causes. The Low-K-E bracelet comes in your team's colors. You know, if you want black and gold, whatever, your, your choice, you know. And holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth. And mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. It's a daily reminder to stay balanced during life's highs and lows. Pretty cool. <coughs> And no joke, I've been wearing the same one on my wrist now for over three years, as has my wife. We both picked these up a while back. It's an awesome message, which personally helps me you know, focus during the good and challenging times of my life. 
Since Low KE is friends of the show and they are offering you an exclusive discount of 25% off all game day collection bracelets, you got to do it. You know, guys, trust me, I've been a fan of theirs for years. This is the best deal. So use my promo code LOCKEDON25, all one word, 25, when checking out, and boom, you can thank me later, man. So go to LOKAI.com, use our promo code LOCKEDON25. Again, that's LOKAI.com with my promo code LOCKEDON25 to take advantage of this outstanding deal. All right, we are back, and now we're going to talk about when the Patriots get the ball. Well, we are in a minute. I've told you about these guys all week. There's a podcast I'm into now. It's called That's Gold. And some of you probably remember Kenny Banya from Seinfeld. Any of you guys love Seinfeld? I mean, come on. Seinfeld is great stuff. Then you're going to love the show. It's called That's Gold with Steve Heitner. Steve Heitner played Kenny Banya on Seinfeld. Hilarious. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. Um, Steve is joined by his co-host, Rich Johnson. They talk about everything guys love. Sports, sports betting, movies, comedy, food, drink, music, Vegas. And they bring it more than five days a week. And much like we do here, it's like kind of chatting at your buddies at the bar. Belly up to my bar and go check out That's Gold. But a lot of famous guest stars shop, shoot by their bar to shoot the breeze. So check out That's Gold with Steve Heitner on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And do me a favor and leave both Steve and I a favorable review when you do. So there you have it. Um, when the Patriots have the ball, they're great on early downs. And... There's a common theory out there that you get more predictable coverages. Certainly that lends itself to Brady knowing what you're going to do. I think a big theme here for the Patriots, especially if, if like we said in the first segment, they kind of start with the lead and are the cooler, calmer team at the beginning, or maybe they're up 7 nothing, 9 nothing, 10 nothing before that, or, you know, 13-3, that I think they very much want to keep the Rams in their base personnel couple reasons for that is Roby Coleman is a really good corner, and I think he can match up against Edelman quite well. Also, I think their linebackers, the Rams linebackers, are more like big safeties. So I think you want them on the field playing the run. There's also kind of a common thought about Wade Phillips that he's a lot more predictable. He's a lot more to game plan and dual mentally when his teams are in base. So I think you're going to see as much Devlin as ever. You're going to see a lot of big physical formations. And that doesn't mean they won't throw out of them. Um, but I think it's noteworthy that the Rams, they're only they're averaging under 2.5 you know, yards per carry allowed in their first two playoff games, which is great. Um, although the games before that, they averaged 6.1 yards allowed. And... What I see with the Rams is you would think, boy, Sue and Brockers and Donald are really good players. Why are they so bad against the run? Well, some of it is because they play the run on the way to the quarterback. You know, they're attacking, especially Donald. But I really think the problem is once you get past that first layer of the of their defense, the back seven, six, eight, whatever it is, really aren't very good. I mean, they're not tacklers. They're not physical the corners are coverage guys, the safeties are smaller, the linebackers are smaller. So there's a lot of reasons there, to be honest with you. Um, so I think that's the key, is 
They've been very good on early downs. And if they can continue to get chunks on the ground, it really could pay off. Now, I think the biggest thing we talk, have to talk about here is my man Aaron Donald. You know, hail to Pitt. He's, he's amazing. I know his numbers are not remarkable in the playoffs. But he's the man, like Sando and I talked about yesterday, that if I get one guy in the league to try to disrupt Brady and make him do what he does least, I'm going to pick Aaron Donald. And the Patriots' pass defense has been unbelievable against some really good pass rushes the last two weeks, you know. Chargers, you know, and the Chiefs. And besides Chris Jones, though, those are mostly edge guys. Still, because Gronk has been such an amazing blocker, it's almost like playing with six offensive linemen. So if Donald is on the outside shoulder of a guard <coughs> and Gronk is on that side of the field, or, or yeah, that I think that tackle will help to the tackles inside much more than you usually see, and they'll leave Gronk alone, even if it's against Fowler or somebody like that, because he's been able to handle it. He's been an amazing blocker in both the run and pass game. Just another Gronk note while we're talking about him, though, is I think the week off does him and Gurley a lot of good. Maybe it's his last game. The Rams have not done well in the receiving game against tight ends. I've been saying all year he looks done to me, but he may go out with a bang. You know, maybe he gets a shot before the game and whatever hurts him doesn't hurt him quite as much. He's got nothing to lose. I expect Gronk to do some things how that Gronk used to do in this game, which is a big problem for the Rams, obviously. But I also think he will, you know, they'll do some trapping and some whamming with guys like Gronk and allow Donald to get upfield and then blast him from the side. I think they'll have a very varied pass protection scheme for Donald, and that doesn't mean that he can't still be Super Bowl MVP, and I think I said this yesterday, that if the Rams win, I think it might be because Donald is Super Bowl MVP, and even though that, as Belichick so often does, you know, I, like I said before, Belichick, I'm not sure what he'll try to take away on offense, but I know what he'll take away on defense the best he can, and that's Aaron Donald, but is Donald Superman and he can't beat him? Maybe, and if so, the Rams will win and he'll be Super Bowl MVP, but in the meantime, as we've seen lately, the Fowlers and especially Sue and to a lesser degree Brockers, they're going to win their matchups too. But um, even if you're right, though, it, it just comes out so quick. And I do think the middle of the field um, can be exposed. I really do. The Rams' numbers against big plays has been a real problem. Like, you don't think of the Patriots, especially without Josh Gordon, as being a team that's going to attack deep. You know, Brandon Cooks is gone, obviously. Um, and the, the Rams are better against the, the short flats and things like that. And they run the ball pretty well. But they're, they allow a lot of big plays. That just seems counterintuitive of what the Patriots have been doing lately, though. But maybe it's a max protect situation. You get Hogan one-on-one -on -one and take a shot. Um, I mentioned Roby Coleman. And I'm pretty impressed with him as a slot guy. Um, we talked a lot about Peters and Tlaib yesterday. But I think those two will play sides, which is what they prefer to do. Tlaib being back has helped this an awful lot. He'll be to Brady's right. Um, Peters will be to the left. And Peters had a rough year, and I know Pro Football Focus has killed him and all that. <clears throat> and they play a pretty much equal man and zone. The Rams are pretty balanced from that perspective. 
but I also think they finally figured out how to better use Peters, that he is a great keep things in front of you, see the quarterback, attack the ball in the air, make big plays, not press man, eyes on the belt buckle of the wide receiver type guy. And I think they've started to finally realize that and they're using him better, which was kind of mind-boggling it took this long. So I think that he's also one of the reasons why they've allowed big plays. There's no doubt about it. And I think Brady will try to bait Peters and double move him, maybe Dorsett or Cordero Patterson. But Peters might, might also get one too. You know, like I think he's a better player than the first dozen weeks or so of the season indicated. He knows what, and they're using him a lot better. In the run game, I mean, I think you're going to see a two-headed run game. I think Michelle's going to get a lot of carries. I think White causes a lot of problems without a doubt, especially as a receiver. You know, those linebackers are okay, but still, I mean, uh, I think that the Patriots will be able to stick with the run. I absolutely think that they'll use play action a lot like the Rams did, but you're going to get heavier personnel against their heavier personnel. And I mentioned, you know, the big plays allowed by the Rams. Play action has really been part of that too. Um, that's, that's the thing I don't really wrap my head around. The numbers tell you take deep shots. And I know Brady's still a very good deep passer, but he doesn't do as well under pressure as mentioned to start the show. And he'll deal with more pressure if it's a longer developing play. And I think they might just be able to stay within themselves and not nickel and dime them, but take what's there and be happy picking up seven yards, three yards, moving the chains, running a lot of plays. I don't think this defense is particularly deep, that if you can have Aaron Donald rush the passer and hold up against double teams for 70 snaps, he probably won't be the same in the fourth quarter, those type of things. I think it's a really even game, and by the sound of listening to me, you probably think I have the Patriots winning big, and I think it's going to be closer than that, and I think it's probably going to be a little bit lower scoring than we think. I got the Patriots 24-23. Uh, maybe a little higher scoring, but I think it's going to be really close. And back to my bookie here, I mean, if they're giving two and a half, I'm going to keep looking at that. If I can get it at three, I think I'll take the Rams. But I think the Patriots end up winning this game. All right, folks, that is a wrap. Fun stuff, as always, and we will get together soon. Over and out.